is it. Like this is your body in this lifetime. It's like your best mate and we treat it like crap. Can you imagine knocking on someone's door every day and going, hi, and you're going, oh, look at you. It's like you look like crap again. You got this, you got this, this whole thing. And it's like, why can't you stay up all night after like what, you know, working your day and after doing this? And it's constant like judgment and frustration rather than what if we change that to constant gratitude and joy with our body, then what would we choose? That's a fabulous clap, Paula. How does it get any better than that? I followed it up with a little bit of a dance, you know, just uh-huh. to make it happen. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Relationships Done Different Book Club. Um, you already know I'm your host, Paula Peralta. I am so thrilled to have the one and only Simone Millicis with us today. Hello, beautiful lady. Hello. Can you help me with the logistical thing? I'm trying to put it on. Oh, there we go. Got it. Okay. That's good. Yaku. Yaku's in the back pushing all the buttons. Yeah, but then I think I'm pressing a button and he's pressing a button. I'm pressing a button. So it keeps taking away what I wanted to, to be seeing. So, but I think I'm good now. I'm good. You're more than good. You're great. You're stunning. Mm-hmm. You know it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, I was just saying before we started streaming live that these two chapters, which I feel like I say this about every chapter, but they're so juicy. They're so good. And None of it's brand, brand new, but it's all stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I need to start doing that. No, I, I agree. It's no, they are both juicy. I mean, you've got getting to know your body and then the secrets to great sex. It's like, they're, they're, they're big topics, but I agree. I know I've been actually listening to the book and, and Audible because it's been so long since I've read it. And Audible is my new favorite friend, you know, for last couple of years I'm like I'll read and it's like apparently I don't anymore I just listen to audible so I've been listening to Max Zulik read it and it's great so yeah and I was listening to it just going wow that whole body like the whole you know chapter 25 of getting to know your body that is um it sounds weird but I, I would say to me is almost like a really personal thing for me as well I mean you've worked with me for for quite some time and and knowing me for a long time and I'm gonna say for years and years and years, how I used to look at my body was very much, uh, it's annoying, you know. <laughs> I was like, if I didn't have a body, I could like, boop, 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 and I could get get stuff done and I could create more in the world, you know. This thing is like dragging me around. Like that was very much my point of view for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And even when I came along to Access Consciousness, which is like 21 years ago and I started using the tools, it wasn't the first area that I started using the tools in. Um, funny, money and body were two things that I, I sort of pushed that one aside. You know, I'll keep using the tools in other areas. I mean, truthfully, to me, the tools I, I started using at first was in business. And because I just went, oh, Gary Douglas is talking about everything in business that I know, you know, is possible. So body was something that I did sort of dismiss. And then, I mean, can I just say a really basic tool and they talk about it in this book too, is listening to your body and and following the energy. And for years, I, somewhere in my, you know, good thing I'm cute, I <laughs> thought that if I judge my body, body enough, it will change. Mm. It doesn't work like that, ladies and gentlemen. It really doesn't work like that. So um, I'm going to say probably the past three years the most, but then probably like five years, I stopped judging my body so harshly 
And I was always judging my body for the shape and size. Like that was, that was the thing. Right. And then when I went, you have to let go of this, Simone, you have to find out what's on the other side. So I started to, and then I realized so quickly, I picked up the baton for judging aging. And I went, what? I've just mm. replaced, you know, shape and size with aging. A lot. <laughs> so I was like, that's not going to work. So, no. um, so then I started looking at that and going, okay, so what if I didn't judge anything? And what if I was just truly super happy to, to have this body in this lifetime and, and just be in communion with it. And I love the tools that, that um, Gary and Dane talk about in this book in regards to the body as well. I did just, um, I did just mark out a couple of things. Um, well, a couple of things here, but because it really is about asking your body what it requires. There's no right or wrong. And what I noticed too is there's certain times I'll go through phases like, you know, I mean, just recently I had some stuff going on with my body and all my body wanted to do is drink broth and eat fruit. So I did for a few days. And then it was like, right, that's it. We're done with that. You know, let's eat meat. And I'm like, okay. So, but I know so many people go, oh, my, my body is eating like broth and fruit. So then they, they decide that and that's got to be this longevity thing. And it's like, no, your body might desire that for two days, one day, one week, one month or something, but know when it changes mm-hmm. and really listening to what it is that your body is actually asking for. Um, I mean, I was a vegetarian for eight years at one stage and I always said that if my body asked for meat, I would eat it. And I was sitting at a bar one night, my brother's bar, great chef there and he heard me say and I was like I think I want to have meat and he was like (gasps) went into the kitchen he picked out this piece of steak gave it to his sous chef and went this is the way I want you to cook it you know and that was the first piece of meat I ate in eight years but I was listening to my body and listening to your body and being in communion with it is going to create so much greater which leads into the great sex part because you can't have great sex if you're not paying attention to your body i mean your body is the one that has sex right copulation i should say your body is the one that has copulation so if you're more in communion with your body then you know you can actually have great sex well it's so true like one of the things and i know i mean you've done a call telecall about this stop judging your body Mm -hmm. (laughs) and one of the things that like the chapter leads off with is that you create your body from judgment So you mentioned like this, this size thing or the age or, you know, whether it's fat, skinny, tall, short, muscular, not muscular, whatever it is, like all of that is, is based on judgment. And so if you've decided like what the perfect body is, which I love Gary explaining the way he explains it here is that he says, perfect is a judgment. You have an idea of what your perfect body should be, but you never see the body that you have as perfect. You have to love your body for what it is, not what you think it ought to be. And I, I've heard you talk about this so brilliantly in so many ways, but like, just stop judging your body. And, and in that space of like, just even that one thing opens up this whole possibility of communication and communion with your body that's not available when you're judging. Let's talk about that for a second though, because I just said, you know, stop judging your body. You've just gone, stop judging your body. But then people go, well, what the fuck? Like, how do I stop judging my body? You know, it's like, it's like, be happy. And you're like, okay, you know, and so 
what if you it, it really is like a muscle okay and and you no one else can do this for you you have to be the one that chooses it so you have to be it's almost like a, a new religion for yourself be really onto it with what is showing up right so I actually start my day very much now so um start my day with when I wake up putting my hands on my body somewhere and I'm just like hey body I'm like you know how's it going and just have a little chat and it could be literally five seconds or I could lie in bed for a minute or two minutes or whatever and it's like just asking my body hey it's like what do you require and it's like you know or I might put my attention on something like on my feet because it's like you know stretching your feet in bed and maybe I don't know cracking your feet or something like that or sometimes I even put my attention on my organs and I'm like hey and I'll just put my you know hands on my organs and be like hi because we so look at this what we present to the world but breaking news ladies and gentlemen your organs and your insides are running the show you know and even the cells of the body uh like asking your cells and it's like okay what do you require giving them a job to do but but not from judgment. And you've got to be the one that catches the second you judge, like the second you do it. Like what part of your body do you not like? You know, what part of your body do you find? Mm, it's annoying. You know, what part of your body do you think is wonderful? You know, if you start to look at that and then go, okay, so what if I could really change the script here? Like the parts of your body that you're like, it's like, okay, so what is it? And You've also got to put some work in. Like if you actually desire to change your body, like what a couple of things I asked for about uh, two years ago was to be more flexible and have more strength. I like being strong, you know. And I went into this class today at my gym. It's like a high intensity workout. And I'm usually not available at this time. And I was, and I went and I haven't worked with this instructor before. And she said to me, God, Simone, your dedication on each of these things is, is, um, is brilliant. And, and it was funny because I looked at it and went, what do I do? Because it's like that 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off, like that thing, right? The high intensity. And I, I'll count in my head. I have my own little insane wall going on up here. And I'll go, okay, you do 10 more of these. And I know that 10 more is not going to be enough. But once I get to 10, I go five more, 10 more. And in my head, I'm playing this little game with myself. Oh, I could quit. Mm. You know? But it's like how, it, it's like if I quit, is that matching the energy of what it is that I would like and not judge myself if I do quit because sometimes your body doesn't want to do all of that. But I love that whole energy of like working out and, you know, and getting your sweat on and getting your fitness on sort of thing. So, but you've got to really be in tune with what your body is asking for as well. And a little story about Gary, um, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness. It was a little while ago and I hurt myself from Pilates and he said to me, I was asking him about it and and uh and I went to say something and he went don't you tell me it it, it was fun <laughs> I, went, I went but it was fun and he said you need to stop doing what you're doing the moment you go to this is fun and I got so cranky because I was like well what am I doing all this stuff for with my body like if it's not fun but then I went away and looked at it and I went what does he mean by that and I realized like at Pilates I was doing you know a certain thing and as soon as I went, ah, oh, this is so much fun, I stopped asking my body if it actually desired it. It's sort mm -hmm. of like, you know, if you're eating food and you're like, oh, this is so yummy, like this ice cream or this glass of wine or whatever it is. And you're like, mm, do you listen to your body or do you stop asking your body? 
So, but look for those moments. So I realized Gary wasn't saying, you can't have fun with your body. He was saying, <laughs> you need to stop, like pause, have a moment. So when I get to that thing, they go, oh, this is so much fun. Have I now stopped asking my body? So just check in again. It's like, hey, body, do you still want to do this? Because your body's not going, we have to run X amount of kilometers or we have to exercise for this amount of time. You know, it might just go, 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 go. Another day, it's like five minutes. and like, we're done. Or we have no desire to move our body, you know, really. So basically really paying attention to what it is your body is asking for and listening, listen, listen, listen. And can I say, this is it. Like this is your body in this lifetime. It's like your best mate. And we treat it like crap. Can you imagine <laughs> knocking on someone's door every day and going, hi, and you're going, oh, look at you. It's like, you look like crap again. You got this, you got this, this whole thing. And it's like, why can't you stay up all night after like what, you know, working all day and after doing this? And it's constant like judgment and frustration rather than what if we change that to constant gratitude and joy with our body, then what would we choose? I love that. And, you know, it's interesting because when you're looking at this thing of, I, I love what you said about it's a practice right? So you, you, you just have to keep practicing the, the judgment, like, Oh, I'm judging my body. Okay. I'm stop. Like if I'm judging whatever my, my mouth or my boobs or my belly or my butt or whatever it is like, stop. And okay, quick, like, what can I be grateful for about this, this, my body and having that conversation is it's a practice. Mm. And even, I mean, listen, I've been listening to you, Gary, Dane, talk, lots of people talk about this for years and I still have to practice it. And I will tell you, I definitely have less judgment and I still have to practice. <laughs> and why the hell would you ever judge your lips? Look at them. But you know what? Here's, here's another thing. What if you are just, what if you are judging your body? What if you start to look at your body through somebody else's eyes? Mm. Which, okay, brings me to the, the, you know, let's like, like meld these, uh, these, um, these chapters as well it's like with the great sex um god how do you talk how do you talk about this and not talk out of school um because I was just <laughs> well it's like someone that I choose as a lover right he's always commenting and going god I love your body and it's like but he likes the way my body bees with his body right and it's like that's such an energy of receiving and contribution from bodies and how they be with each other. And can I say, as, as you know, younger, we were talking about this not long ago, when I was younger, I mean, I think I lost my virginity when I was 16 and all, all in my head I kept going, oh, great, I'm having sex, I'm having sex, I'm having sex, so I could, like, tick that box, you know. Now I can go tell my friends, oh, I just had sex, you know. There was nothing about it that was like, oh, is that nice? Is this nice? Oh, is that fun? Is this? It was just tick a box, right? And for years, you know, a lot of the people I would choose was not, oh, will this person be nurturing for me? Which is one of the things that Gary and Dane talk about in this book is having a look at not, is this the right image? Is this? And I used to definitely go to, you know, oh, will my friends like him? Will my friends think he's cute? Mm. It's like, seriously? I order. You know, why would we do that? But we we do. And it's like, as I've gotten older, it's like, I don't care if my friends like him or not, or if someone thinks he's cute or not cute. It's like, is this working for me and my body? Is this fun for me? Is this joyful for me? You know, a different possibility. 
Um, and do this, like one of the tools he talks about, they talk about in the book, and it's interesting if you do this, right? Is having a look at that energy of like asking your body, not you, because you tend to go, oh, I like, I mean, the amount of women I know that go, oh, I want a man that's taller than me mm -hmm. as a stipulation. Why? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I'm five I nine. Right? What's that? <laughs> I said, I love a short king. You love a short king. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and so, but, it, but it's a, like, I remember talking to this friend of mine who lives near me here and literally she was on dating apps and that, and she's tall. She's like um, six one. Uh, I'm five nine. And she was like talking about the height. And that was literally what, that was the first thing that she looked for. So she looked at the height and if they weren't tall enough, they got swiped left. And I was like, wow, <laughs> what if you actually asked for an energy? like somebody who is going to contribute to you. It's not about their height, you know, their weight or the way they look, et cetera. I mean, I, I, I love beautiful people as well. It's like, I'm not, you know, I like young toy boys. That's just something that I'm good at. You know, <laughs> I like choosing, not saying I don't like older men, but that's 10, I tend to walk down this road of like someone young and yummy. And I also ask for, that kindness to show up and that's definitely what's been showing up in my life is someone who's kind to me and my body and doesn't judge my body I was really um earlier on in the book um they talk about the person that they were dealing you know Gary was talking to when he says about the you know winners no counts and losers that was me that conversation was with me um I'll never forget it because he he I wanted to have sex with this guy and he said why do you want to have sex with him and great question. And I was literally because he was cute and I wanted to have sex with him. It was like, and, and then he went, what about this person? I was like, nah, you know, and this one, nah, I think. And what we got to was anyone who I guess didn't want to have sex with me. Um, I had decided was a winner because if I could have sex with them, then I had won, you know, I, I, I scored a winner. Nothing about like, will this be fun? Will it actually be nice to, you know, have, have copulation with them? And then anyone who wanted to have sex with me, I'd put in the loser category. It was like, because it was, it was like too easy, too hard, too easy. You know, like, what is it called? What's the, you know, three little bears, three bears or something when she comes in. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Like Goldilocks, yeah. And then the no counts were like the, they just didn't count. It was like these people who didn't have judgment in their world, but was like, mm, you know. And it was such an interesting conversation because I realized how much my whole life I had been choosing men who judged me and my body the same as what I was judging. So if I was judging, you know, my shape and size, I would have to choose someone who judged my shape and size too, because then it would be like, oh, match the judgment, right? Because then it, it would it would validate the limitation I was choosing for myself. I'm not saying it's it's smart it was friggin' crazy and insane, but that's what I chose. And so many people I know have done that. Now I'm like, okay, well, what would it take to choose, you know, lovers who are nurturing for me, who are fun? Like, don't you want to have fun in bed? You know, fun, like to play. It's like not, you know, doing sex by the numbers. It's like changes up all the time or, and it doesn't have to change up all the time too. It's not like, right, let's get the Kama Sutra out and go one by one, you know. <laughs> You don't have to have it be like complicated, 
but not this like I know exactly what he's about to do now and oh this is when I give you a blowjob and you know it's like no it doesn't have to be like that it's like what if you were willing to be with people who were following the energy with you and your body and the mood like notice how when you go to have sex sometimes you're like you know you're like wow you're on fire and it's like let's go you know maybe fast and furious is what you're after and then there's another time where you're just like mm -hmm. slow and you can touch each other's bodies for like ages before there's any you know actual copulation which copulation you know bits and bits and bits and bits and bits and bits and stuff like that but it's this really slow you know whatever that is and it's like but if you're willing to have all of that and really play with all of that then you'll start to be more in communion with your body too and asking your body what what it desires and and what it requires yeah and one of the things i i love all of that and just to clarify so this was groundbreaking for me so if any of you are hearing this for the first time there is a difference between sex sexuality and copulation which gary talks about at the beginning of chapter 26 i'm gonna read that out actually yeah do you want me to read yeah. that out i totally. marked that out it's got my little yeah. yellow thing here because <laughs> it's true it's um it's at the beginning of chapter 26 as paula said the secrets to great sex. Um, so in this discussion, it is helpful to make the distinction between sex, sexuality, and copulation. Sex is where you are walking tall, feeling good, strutting your stuff. Sexuality is a judgment and a definition of you based on your sexual preferences. Copulation is where you put the body parts together. Your body has sex, not you. So the first place to start is by looking at what your body would like to have as nurturing copulation, which is what we were talking about. And yeah. I remember when Gary did this and, and you know, he, he looked around and was like, you know, this person, this person, this person, he was like, oh my God. And, you know, it was like this kid, um, you know, I, I know a priest or something, an older lady. And he was like, what the hell is going on? Am I like a pedophile, like sleeping with, you know, <laughs> priests and, and old people or what, you know, but it was an energy. It was an energy. And, and I've done this so many times, like, to be honest, I'll do it. Like if I'm even sitting on a plane or something, you know, you're waiting for the plane to go off and it's like, okay, so body, who would you like to have sex with? You know, a lot of them apparently, but anyway, it's another story. Um, but if you look at the energy of it, it's like, okay, so let's, let's talk about that for one second, because your body actually doesn't have a judgment of who it has sex with. Mm. You do. And bodies like to be touched. So if you go, okay, body, who would you like to have sex with? Quite often, it might be quite a few people, right? But then you, the being start to go, oh no, hang on a second and narrow it down. I can't have sex with that person because of this, or this person because of this, this person because of this, this person because of this. And you have all these reasons and justifications where your body just goes, oh, can they just touch me? That would be really nice. Thank you. You know, and doesn't have a judgment of it. So again, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, your body is really, really smart. You are the one that is like, sometimes a little bit crazy. And if you let your body show you, let your body show you the way mm. and listen to that. Then you might have a really different reality show up. And it's interesting. I love that these two chapters are put together. because It's yeah. interesting to look at this conversation of having communion with your body, creating communion by asking your body questions 
And then rolling right into sex, like, will this be nurturing? Hey body, will this person be fun for me? And one of the, I can't remember, I, I can't remember what class it was, but one of the things that you said years, maybe it was years ago, I don't know, or recently, was that even to ask that question about, will this be nurturing? Even if it's someone that you're regularly having sex with, or like they're regularly copulating with, like, don't just ask the question once and then that's it. Footloose and fancy free off into the sunset. It's like actually ask the question every day. Is it something that your body actually desires? Because exactly like what you said, we have points of view around it and we'll often deny our awareness or, you know, quiet our, our bodies <laughs> and what they're trying to tell us in favor of whatever judgment we've decided needs to be fulfilled in that moment. And and you just reminded me of a story. This is funny talking about this because it's, I don't talk about this stuff all the time either. But there was... Um, <laughs> If you like, okay, years ago, my point of view was that you're with someone and it's sort of like the amount of times you have sex is really relevant. You know, if you're with someone, it's like, you know, how many times you're supposed to have sex before it's acceptable, you know, or we only had sex once this week or, or nonce this week. Then it's like, that's like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Or what's wrong with this relationship? Or what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Rather than like, hey, maybe, maybe this week or today is not the day, you know, and really following the energy with that. And it got to the place where I had to look at it for me of what I was making so relevant about sex, copulation, mm -hmm. okay? So what I was making so relevant about copulation, which takes you out of the joy of it, by the way, because you're sort of like ticking another box, you know, like when I was 16 going, yay, I'm having sex. Well, you're still going, okay, third time this week or, you know, third time in two days, yay, I'm like, how amazing am I? It's not how amazing you are because of how many times you've just copulated. It's got it's like it's actually not relevant. And I really had to work on that for myself because I was making copulation the relevant part of being in a relationship. And for me, one of the things I looked at was that was easy for me. It's like copulating, it was like that was easy. And it's not, it's not intimate. The five, you know, the five elements of intimacy is gratitude, trust honor, vulnerability, and allowance. Now, those five elements of intimacy was a lot harder for me to choose with someone than copulation. Eh, copulation, sex is sex, you know. But having that level of intimacy, that was like, <gasps> eek, you know, that sort of thing. So I really had to look at this and go, okay, so what if I was willing to have that five elements of intimacy, intimacy though, with everyone, and including my, myself and my body, and not have copulation be um that relevant like it's like do I enjoy it yes but I remember there was one point and I came back from a trip and I just wasn't that interested in in sex like I was you know and I said to um my lover <laughs> and I went you know what I don't know if I like sex anymore and he was just like okay <laughs> and then um and I was talking to him on the phone or just before I came home or something like that like I wasn't physically around him and I was like maybe I'll never have sex again like maybe I'll never have copulation again because they really my boy I was just not like masturbation no nah. copulation no nah. I was busy just doing a whole bunch of other things and it just wasn't in my world and I was like I wasn't getting turned on by anything and I went well maybe I just don't my maybe I'm done maybe that's it you know no more copulation and uh anyway I met up with him and saw him and it was funny because he was like I think you're okay. I think, I think you still like sex. And I'm like, I think, I think, I think you might be right. So, but I was willing, my point is I was willing to say, Hey, maybe I don't, 
because people mm. make having sex right or wrong like i know some people that have not had sex in years it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you're not right because you do copulate and you're not wrong because you don't and breaking news it doesn't matter how many times a day you have sex or don't have sex or how many times you masturbate or do, you know don't masturbate none of it's right or wrong but if you're actually being really present with you and your body then you get to choose and then that's when that's when it's just like mama mia like the joy <laughs> and the pleasure that you can have with it all it just <sighs> exceeds exponentially so we do have a question and i I'm really actually excited to have you talk about this. So someone's asking about in the, in the conversation around judgment, um, can you talk more about positive judgments and how to like get out of kind of the, that web of positive judgments? Is it different than quote unquote negative judgments? Like, what would you, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, look, a positive judgment is going to lock you up just as much as a negative judgment because the negative judgment, we tend to go to, you know, we, we, we can put that into this box, right? But I think you mentioned before um, you were reading a part of the book and you were talking about perfect because people will look at, oh, I've got the perfect boyfriend, I've got the perfect girlfriend or the perfect partner, whatever it is. I, you know, oh, um, if you have great sex and you're like, oh, my God, that was the best sex I've ever had. Killer, ladies and gentlemen, killer. <laughs> You've just said that was the best sex I've ever had. Damn, you're not getting anything greater than that. So positive judgment though, or like, this is the, you know, my boyfriend is, is, is the, you know, perfect boyfriend. It's a judgment. Perfection is a judgment, right? So all of that quote unquote positive judgment leads into this place of where you do not choose anything different and don't choose anything greater. So if you do have great sex, instead of saying, you know, my God, that was so good. Enjoy it. How does it get any better than that? does it get any better than that what else is possible now and it's like whoa that energy and it's like and and tap into that energy of that and go yeah I'm going to expand on that that is like what else so what if you were interesting point of view of it all and that's a tool that we use in access consciousness so it's not about like focusing on the negative judgment or the positive judgment it's like getting rid of all judgment so it's like interesting point of, because the other thing you'll do is if you have someone in your life that's like, you know, a great lover, great sex, great boyfriend, got, you know, part, whatever it is, then if you create that as something that's a positive judgment in your world, you will not allow anything else in either because you're hanging onto this so tight. You know, when you see people hanging onto a relationship so tight and it's like, well, I can't let this go. You know, this is it. This is it. This is it. And it's like, wow, you know, are you tired of that yet? Or like, you know, clenching every molecule in your body so that you don't let go of this? What if everything that you've decided is the right choice in your life and for your body and in relationships and with sex and copulation, you just went right now, this very moment, I'm going to destroy and uncreate everything if that is. Take a breath and let it go. Right and wrong, good and bad. Pock and pot all nine shorts, boys, proverbs and beyonds. Because what are you avoiding by holding on to something so tight? What if you're willing to be those five elements of intimacy I mentioned before, the gratitude, trust, honor, allowance, and vulnerability with you first? Got to have that with you first. Mm. Have that with you. And it's like, then what else can show up? Because what if you, I mean, you're super grateful for your relationships, grateful for the people you get to copulate with, etc. What if it was a choice every day, like, and you didn't, end up making it a necessity it's like okay so 
I choose to copulate with this person, not oh, this is the person I've got to copulate with, you know, it's better than nothing. <laughs> it's like there's <laughs> billions of people out there in the world. It's like you can find something, you know, greater and better if you choose. Know when it's time to go, thank you so much. I've, I've had such a great time. You know, is it time that we called it quits and just said thank you for being in my life and I thoroughly enjoyed you and it's time to choose something different? Like what if that's the life we could live with all of this? I love that. And it's funny because <laughs> so that <laughs> the energy that you just delivered with the like, oh, like I have to have sex with this person again, or like, well, might as well. Um, it's so funny because there's a part in one of your chapters where Gary talks about feeling tired. And the question that he asks is, how much of your life are you forcing yourself to do things you don't actually like to do? And how much of that is what's that he says, the truth is that the energy you put into making yourself do things that bore you is what makes you feel tired. Have you noticed that you have to expend more energy to do things that you don't want to do? Yeah. And I love, I mean, whether it's sex, whether it's whatever your business is, you know, all those different things. It's really interesting to look at that energy in the context of sex, but then also in your life. <laughs> well, um, you know, Kevin Hart, the comedian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I was interviewed or something like that. I saw of him and I thought it was great because he was talking about how basically his wife was asking him for more sex. And he's like, he's like, you got to pick, you got to pick. What do you want? Do you want dick or do you want money? Because I'm out working all the time. He goes, I come home and I'm like, I'm exhausted. I just want to like go to sleep, lie in the bed. But if you want dick, then I'll stop working, you know. And I was like, it was this great, honest approach to it. He's like, you know, out making movies, doing all this. And he's like, you've got money, okay? What do you want? And I just thought that, I mean, he doesn't, I'm not saying it doesn't have to be an either or, but I just love the way he addressed it. He was like, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to have sex right now. <laughs> it's like, okay. But what if you do get to choose? Like you, and you know, if if that's you, if that sounds like you and you're just like, yeah, I am working my butt off here and I get home and the last thing I want to do is get naked and play. Okay, acknowledge that. And then go, well, what if we could go away for three days and get naked and play? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, give, like look at it and go, okay, I'm not actually desiring to have sex that much, you know, but body, do you want to? And if you're with someone, then go, well, what if we actually made, you know, an event of this? Like we go away for three days somewhere and and don't take our work with us you know you can't help just a little bit you're like oh, what's that what's that you know but do a little bit but then just be like hey I'm let's let's just just play and let's just see how this goes for three days you know but again you got to be the one that chooses this like it, it's there's no handbook I mean yes there's a book divorces relationship but there's no handbook of the right way or anything like that it's like you got to choose what works for you and your body well, I think it's interesting too, because when you look at this, the bigger conversation of like sex, sexualness and copulation here, there's so much that I think we, there's so much that's left on the table with sexualness in terms of like that, when you're willing to have that energy of sexualness and when you're truly willing to have the energy of sex, where you you're willing to receive everything, like there is a turn on that occurs in your life. And that's actually something that Gary talks about in the book. Um, he says, uh, let's see here. He says, at what age did you turn your body off? Look at that age and ask what decision, judgment, conclusion, or computation did I use there? There will be a sense of wrongness, which is like a fixed conclusion, but there's a decision there too. There's a decision you've made about the wrongness of your body. And he goes on to talk about like <clears throat> that 
basically the rules of this reality don't apply to us. And, but you have to be willing to receive all of those like generative, nurturing, fun, like exciting energies. And then the more you're willing to play with that, the more you feel that like vibrancy and that, that like joy of living. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and I'm grateful you brought that up too, because it's like, you don't just get turned on when you're about to, you know, copulate. Right. And it's like, so let's do this little um, exercise here. This is one of my favorites. Okay. So every single person assisting now, you know, and in the future, it's like, what I want you to do, if you can, you can shut your eyes. It's up to you. If you're driving, don't shut your eyes. Okay. Already on the energy. <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to get the energy of orgasm. Okay. That sweet, sweet orgasm. Now it could have been five minutes ago this morning yesterday it could have been another lifetime if you're if you and i get it there are people i've spoken to many people who haven't had an orgasm in this lifetime again that's not wrong but what if you didn't quit what if you actually just explored so you know the energy of orgasm i know you know that right and what i want you to do is i want you to pull that energy up through the entire earth like go hundred thousand miles into the earth and pull that energy of orgasm up right through the earth through the dirt and tap into the energy of the earth, you know, the mountains, the oceans, they're like, and up through your feet, up into your body, wherever you are, could be sitting, standing, whatever it is, up through your body and tapping that and that orgasmic energy through every molecule in your entire body. I mean, up through your genital areas, that's just like, it's like up through, you know, coming up into your chest and out the top of your head and through your arms and your fingertips so that there's this energetic like heartbeat pulse of this orgasmic energy that is throughout your entire body and everything it doesn't allow you to perceive know and be that where you destroy and uncreate it right and wrong good and bad pock and pot all nine shorts boys probes and beyonds and it's also an energy that is a really alive energy so you can do this like in the morning in the shower just go oh yeah that orgasmic energy (gasps) yeah you know and then you you know that orgasmic energy going into a meeting going to work or anything you don't it doesn't mean you have to copulate but you are allowed to walk around with that like orgasmic energy throughout your body just going yeah i'm gonna live like this so everything it doesn't allow you to choose to live with that orgasmic energy where you destroy and uncreate it, right and on good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys, proverbs, and beyond. And it's like, what if that's that's how you be in the world? Mm, I love that. Well, that actually brings us very beautifully to the end of um, one of the chapters where Gary talks about the joy of embodiment. He says, embodiment is not just about your body. It is about this whole reality. If you're willing to receive this whole reality, then a different kind of embodiment can occur for you. There's a sense of joy and peace that comes with it. You can watch people choosing whatever they choose and know that there is oneness. And in oneness, all things are included and nothing is judged. <sighs> How yummy is that? It's so yummy. I love it. I'm so happy. Um, that's what it should be like that joy and that happy and in your body being a contribution to you you being a contribution to your body to your being it's just like okay you know all of that and more like what else is possible for you and your body today even just ask that question every morning 
no. Queen of questions over here, Simone Melissus. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so one of the other things I've heard you talk about this, and this also might be a whole other 45 minute conversation, but um, one of the things that Gary says in chapter 26 is towards the end, <clears throat> he says, if you start with communion with yourself, you can add somebody to your life. If you don't have communion with you, then you will be looking for somebody else to fulfill you or to complete you. No one else can completely complete you. Only you can complete you. Mm. And I love like one that you introduced us, maybe some of us for the very first time or reminded us of that beautiful nurturing, like orgasmic energy that's available. And I also know that you speak so dynamically to this idea of like communion with you and obviously not divorcing you, hence divorces relationships <laughs> in order to be in a relationship. Um, so can you talk about this idea of like, no one else can complete you? Yeah. I mean, God damn it. The Hollywood movies, you know, <laughs> what they've done in Bollywood. It's like, you complete me, my other half, my better half, my soulmate, my this. And it's like, what if everything you've ever been told about that you found out was a lie? Mm -hmm. Because, and, and, and just take it, like, take it back to basics here. Who do you like to be with? Like, do you like to be with someone who is, just, who is so friggin' needy of you that they can't cope without you? Now, don't answer that. Maybe there are some people out there who like that, who like to be needed. But it's like, it's, it's way more fun to be with someone who's all of them. Like, I know, you know, one of the most attractive things in the world is someone who's choosing to show up as themselves not try and be like somebody else. Like they're just like, hi, you know, this is me. They're not trying to be perfect. They're not set, you know, and this image of looks or how, how you have to act, et cetera. I mean, I was talking to, I was talking to an osteo today that I went to and she's never met Gary, but she's done some access classes. And she said to me, she always asked me about Gary and Dane. And she said, this may sound like a weird question, but does Gary swear? And I went, yeah. And I went, you know, the first class I ever heard Gary speak at was on relationships. And I had no interest on hearing about relationships, but I wanted to hear him. And he, and I said to her that I was so attracted to access consciousness based on how authentic he was. Like he was so real. He was irreverent. Um, he swore, which I sort of like, I was like, oh, thank God. You know, like this, just this relief of, he was being him. And then one of the things he also said was, don't trust me, trust you. And that was such a relief for someone not to say, you have to follow everything that I'm saying. It was like, no, don't trust me, trust you. What do you know? And if you are looking to put your, like your trust in somebody else um, before you put it in you, you're never actually going to have all of you. It doesn't work like that. Now, if you put, if you have that trust with you, I mean, that's just one of the five elements of intimacy, but if you have that trust with you, then you can trust someone else. But trust is not this blind faith. It's like, you know, that they're going to do X, Y, Z. It's like, no, I trust that this person will be this because, you know, that's what they are or whatever. It's like, it's, but it's not, hasn't got this expectation or projection of them. It, it's you in allowance of who they be and you get to enjoy it. It's a choice. It's not this necessity. So I really do get that this starts with you. And look, I don't, you've probably spoken about it, obviously, but we have relationship done different facilitators um, all around the world. And there's some amazing facilitators. And what I notice is 
you know, we have this manual, it's fabulous manual, you know, and what I noticed when we first started doing these classes, people would show up and literally be like, how can you get my man to do what I want? You know, how can I tell him? And I was like, wow, you know, if you want to, and I think it's mentioned in the book as well. It's like, if you, you know, if you want to train something, get a pet, get a puppy, don't, don't get a man. That's not the way it works. Right. Let him be a man. Let him be him. And same, let a woman be a woman, let her be her, you know, and what I've noticed, though, is as we've started to do more of these classes, it's changed. It's like people are coming to these classes and finding out like, oh, you know what? The greatest relationship I can have is with me, me and my body. And it's like, oh, that's exciting. Because when you have that, you can have it with so you can then you get to pick and choose in a really different way because you're not looking for someone to fulfill you. No one can fulfill you. You get to do that. That's your job. Yeah, and you can have people that contribute. Actually, let me say that because that's a that's a major piece there. Like, there's I've got people who, I mean, including yourself, Paula, who are a contribution to me, right? But it's like you don't complete me; you're a contribution. There's a difference. Wait, what? No, you don't complete me. <laughs> I don't wake up and go, Paula, you complete me. <laughs> that's I'm actually I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> But, but, hang on, but look at the energy of that right the difference if I said Paula you complete me yeah it's like how much do you have to go shit what does that mean what am I meant to be doing am I fulfilling that you know all of that whereas if I say you're a contribution mm. it's got this it's got no edges to it mm. it's just yeah, got this like, cool. yummy energy of like yeah I'm a contribution it doesn't have to be like you know, you complete me. It's like, um, is that like an hourly job? Is that like, is that, that's every day, right? How many hours am I going to put in for that one? Whereas contribution can be anything. It doesn't have a time limit to it. It's just like a contribution. I love that. That's awesome. Simone, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for you're so welcome. On this conversation. It's been quite the adventure. All of these relationships done different divorces relationship book club conversations have been so wonderful so thank you for the contribution that you be to me personally and all of us and if you um for those of you that are watching Simone did mention a relationship done different class she has one coming up October 20th through the 22nd you can go to simonemillicis.com or accessconscious.com or relationshipsdonedifferent.com and you'll get more information at one of those three locations <laughs> So Simone, thank you. And thank you everyone for joining us. Yaku translators, everyone. Thank you mm. so, so, so much for making this possible. Yeah. And thank you for taking the courage to be on here, everyone. Cause it does, it takes courage to, to actually choose for you. It should be the easiest thing in the world. And we make it one of the hardest things in the world. And there's only one thing we want hard in life, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, go back and read chapter 26 again. Uh-huh. <laughs> So thank Bye. you for having me here. Mwah. Of course. Mwah. Bye, everyone. Bye.